And I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Kim Moody. Tēnā Kim. Air New Zealand is carrying hefty COVID costs on its balance sheet. Kia ora Charlotte. Yes, as you may have heard in the news, Air New Zealand continues to carry a heavy post-COVID financial burden on its books. It's given customers two more years to redeem COVID credits worth more than $200 million. The credits were issued to customers who purchased non-refundable fares for flights that could not be flown because of the pandemic. Air New Zealand Chief Financial Officer Richard Thompson says 85% of the credits have already been redeemed and the company's working to contact customers who may not be aware that they have credits available. He says the airline won't consider removing the deadline for redeeming credits. With the extensions um, by 31 January 2026, uh, we will have given customers the thick end of six years to redeem their credits. And at some point, we simply need to uh, rule the line under the, the credit extension. We think it's a, um, a fair period of time. Now, the airline says all customers who purchased refundable fares for flights have now received their refunds. Staying with aviation, the board that represents airlines wants to see a national strategy on airport developments put in place to ensure the right infrastructure is there for incoming international tourists. The head of Queenstown Airport has questioned why Christchurch Airport wants to build a new airport less than 100 kilometres from two existing ones. Now, the executive director of the Board of Airline Representatives, Kath O'Brien, says the industry needs to plan how it will best support arrivals rather than squabble about competing airports. You know, at the moment we've got a very popular place in the world, which is Queenstown, and, and you know, people are flocking to see that amazing scenery in Queenstown, which is fantastic. Queenstown Airport is currently receiving 25% additional international arrivals than it did in 2019. So in the December 23, they're 25% up. That growth is, if you like, already here, and then we'll continue a little bit until 2032, and then Queenstown Airport becomes constrained. It becomes constrained by its noise boundaries, not by its land assets or anything else. Kath O'Brien says failing to plan for an increasing number of international tourists will force many to fly to other airports and drive further distances to their destination and will likely push up prices. Business restructurings and redundancies are looming as economic conditions get tougher. That's according to a new survey. Law firm Simpson Grierson has canvassed more than 180 firms in a pre-election survey on their key concerns and what they want the incoming government to tackle. Top of the list is tackling the Holidays Act and sorting it out. That's been the top pre-election demand for the past 12 years. But firms were also asked if they plan to lay off staff in the coming year, and more than a third said that was likely. Here's Simpson Grierson employment partner Bronwyn Heenan. And so I think businesses are just um, really struggling uh, with not wanting to pass costs on um, to their consumers and the people that buy their products at the end of the day, um, but also um, looking to need to be staying in business. So uh, I think it's it's really interesting that such a significant number of respondents uh, said uh, that they were looking um, at a restructure over the next wee while. I guess just there's a current economic uh, climate uh, and lots of uncertainty ahead, both, um, I suppose, within the New Zealand economy, but also globally. That's Simpson Grierson employment partner Bronwyn Heenan. Now, other issues on the wish list included guidance on sick leave, parental leave, and a return of 90-day trials, and guidance on the role of artificial intelligence in workplaces.
And the biotech industry says bipartisan political support is needed to reform the regulations holding back science and innovation. Biotech NZ Executive Director Zara Champion says it has been more than a decade since the biotech sector was given serious attention by the government. She says the industry wants to see bipartisan support for an easing of limits on therapeutical applications, rules around medicinal cannabis and genetically modified organisms. We need to have our government, whichever government it's in, to really start thinking about the risk versus the benefit and not just kind of focused on um, GMOs or gene editing, it's actually around risk-benefit. When we're talking about science and innovation, this should be long-term strategies where all governments work across these strategies. Zara Champion says the lack of government support is costing the industry in earnings and high-value jobs. Well, time for a market update. We're joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. Kia ora, Mark. How is our market closing up the week? Yeah, good afternoon, Kim. Look, it's been a bit of a lacklustre start to the to the index this morning. The NZX50 gross index is down about a quarter of a percent uh, at 11,279 points. A couple of the notable movers are Goodman Property Trust. That's down about 1% trading at $2.08. Uh, A2 Milk, so the infant formula provider, that is down about 1% trading at $4.46. You spoke earlier around Air New Zealand, that's down about three quarters of a percent trading at 72 cents. And uh, on the slightly more positive side, the ledger of Infratil, uh, that's up about 1% trading at $10.20. But a bit of a slow start to the morning. And looking to Australia, is it faring any better there? Uh, slightly better. They've sort of op- opened in positive territory. So the S&P ASX 200 is at 6,926 points. Uh, and that's mainly been led by the banks. Uh, so for instance, we've got Westpac. That's up about 1% trading at $21.20. Another notable uh, name for New Zealanders there is Zero. That's up about a quarter of a percent trading at $113.76. So a slightly better start in Australia. A dollar. Any good news there? Um, some slightly better news, a little bit of strength overnight, although it's still below 60 cents against the US dollar, so that's at 59.70. Against the Aussie dollar, we're at 93.20. Against the yen, 88.57. Against the sterling, we're at 48.90. And against the euro, 56.60, with our New Zealand trade-weighted index currently sitting at 70.60. And that brings us to interest rates, oil and gold. Yeah, sure. So interest rates, uh, three-month bank bills, they remain very elevated, so they're at 5.73%. Uh, contrasted with sort of 10-year government bonds, that's 5.5% at the moment. Um, oil, that's been very topical this week. Obviously, had a big slide in the oil price recently. So West Texas Intermediate is trading at US $82.70 a barrel. And finally, gold, so spot gold, is trading at US dollars, 1822 an ounce. Oh, kia ora, Mark. That's Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. And in other business news today, you heard Mark mention uh, the utilities investor Infratil there. Well, the company has hired the chorus executive Andrew Carroll as its chief financial officer to replace Philippa Harford, who's been with the company for eight years. Mr Carroll will join Infratil's manager Morrison & Co on November the 1st and take over the job just after Infratil reports its half-year results. Ms Hartford will continue sitting on the boards of 1NZ, Manawa Energy and Retire Australia. 
And the Financial Markets Authority is warning investors to be wary of doing any business with a firm called 9x Profits, or 9 times Profits. This says the company is not a registered financial services firm, but it is offering investment plans to New Zealand investors with unrealistically high returns. Now, as always, if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably should be avoided. Always seek out proper financial advice. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. For now, Charlotte, that's business.